Chapter 3. The Marketplace and the Missing Girl The world is full of obvious things which nobody, by any chance, ever observes. Arthur Conan Doyle, The Hound of the Baskervilles Welcome, brave traveler, to Salandrian, a city steeped in murder, mystery, and madness. Stagnation and complacency have run rampant, and something monstrous churns behind the dark. A group of private investigators are the only thing that stands in the way of injustice and despair. Let us join them now for another exciting episode of The Beholder's Eye! One, two, one, two, It is the uh, day after your little heist. You guys are sitting around counting your money and kind of realize, hey, we, uh, we should probably rich take a, <laughs> we should take a visit to the uh, the marketplace and see what kind of stuff we can pick up to help us in our next mission. What I'm thinking is that you guys all decide as a group to go to the marketplace, but once you get there, you realize it's much easier to split up. I'm hanging out with Chirp Chirp. You're hanging out with Chirp? All right. The marketplace is located close to the center of the city as you get there when you're within even just a quarter mile of it you can start to smell the marketplace first there are you know sense of exotic spices animals different types of produce on sale like it all just comes wafting in on the wind and as you guys come into the marketplace itself it is huge there's over 300 different market stalls there you know there's there's different areas in the marketplace that sell similar things there's a whole section of places that sell curious items magic items there's potion sellers and there are people that just sell any kind of food you could want from anywhere on the continent a few of the places that you guys already kind of know of some of you being from the city there is a place in the magic item district that uh is named venka's vault and they carry a rotating selection of rare and useful magic items something that would be of interest to swifty uh there is a place kind of in the shadier part of the market called the alchemist and he carries potions poisons and more there is a place that sells uh, really nice weaponry named Baldur's Blades that is in the Armor and Weapons District. And also in the Armors and Weapons District, there is a place called the uh, Rusty Brace. Um, and don't let the name fool you. They have the best armor in town. So I think we will start with Barry. Um, I think... Barry's going to head over and find some cool clothing and accessories go to the uh, tailoring district. Mm -hmm. You kind of split off from the group and make your way kind of beeline. You already know where you're going. You're pretty familiar with the city. Yeah. You see a 
a line of shops with all sorts of bolts of fabric and different types of thread and every kind of accessory that you could possibly want. The one that stands out the most, though, that you would probably already know is a good place, the uh, Golden Needle that sits directly in the middle of the district. Um, And it's also the biggest stand that's there. Yeah, I walk right up to it. Behind the counter is a dwarven woman uh, with golden blonde hair. She appears to be, I'd say, at least 80 years old, um, which is, you know, middle-aged for a dwarf. And she sees you coming and is like, Oh, Barry, right? Yes, ma'am. Yes, I pride myself on knowing all the bards in town. At least the good ones, uh, right? Yes, all the bards in town. Um, <laughs> what can I do you for today, Barry? Uh, I was I was hoping to get me some uh, some new kicks, some uh, some shoes, maybe maybe a I don't know what you got. Maybe a hat. I, I'm thinking I need to accessorize a little bit. I'm kind well. Of I, I I've noticed that you don't wear a cape. Are you a cape kind of man? Uh, I mean, you could try selling me one. What you got back there? Well, I've got a couple of capes. Uh, one of them, though, that I think you'll be very interested in, it's actually completely watertight Ooh. when buttoned down the front. No rain will get in this whatsoever. I don't like it wet. There is no hood, though, but it is large enough to cover any musical instrument you put on your back. And it has a very nice quaver uh, embroidered on the back of it. Ooh. It is uh, <laughs> a scarlet red with silver stitching. Oh, that, that sounds just damn sexy. Now, it is going to set you back uh, about 75 gold. S- 70, 75, you say? Yes, it's very fine fabric. But what about this loose stitch over here? Can I try to roll to <laughs> persuade <Okay. laughs> for a deal? Okay. That's it's a, a 15 on persuasion. She looks you dead in the eye and says, Sir, you do not question my tailoring. Oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. It's a... A hard 75 gold. Mm, well, you know, I'll give you a harder and 75 gold right here. All right. And she accepts it from you and hands it right over. Now she says, uh, there is uh, one thing that I heard about that I think you might be interested in. Um, over uh, in Vecna's vault, the man over there, do you know Do you know him? Lockjaw? Lockjaw. Lockjaw. Nice, nice tabaxi man. Uh, Very pleasant. I'm not sure if I've ever met Lockjaw. Well, you might want to take yourself a trip over there. Um, I've heard that he has a few different accessories that you might be interested I in. I like accessories. Bejewel me. We're, uh, we're going to move on to Swifty. Swifty, coming into the marketplace as a dragonborn is a... Smell bad! Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a bit overwhelming. So I would imagine that you'd probably just skirt the outsides of it. Is there anything specific you're looking for? Or? I'm going to put up my cloak. Okay. So, like, I'm a little bit slightly more discreet. Yeah. Being a six-foot dragon in a city full of dwarves. Yeah. And then slightly more discreet. You said there was a shop called, like, Potions, Poisons, and More. Uh, the Alchemist. Yeah, is the more in the name? Yes. On one side of the market, there's a river that runs by, and that's kind of where most of the black market, I guess you would say, would be. And there are a few shops that proclaim the best poisons and potions and daggers and, you know, cursed items and things like that to wish on your enemies. Standing out prominently is the alchemist. He's got a nice kiosk set up in the middle of the uh, black market area. Um, 
this is small little gnome man. Uh, he's very old, long gray hair and beard uh, that is streaked with black. And he's standing in front of his stall, and he's, he's kind of looking back and forth uh, at everybody that passes by suspiciously. What was the name of the store, though? Mm. Sorry, uh, he's got a sign hanging over uh, the top of his shop that just says The Alchemist, and in smaller writing underneath it, it says... Okay, so I'm going to walk up to the dude, and I'm going to like bend down and look him in the face and be like, What is the more? I have a few things that you... Are you a drag? Wait a minute. What are you? You're a dragon man, aren't you? Yes. Okay, so... I've got a few things under the more category that you might be interested in. Number one, a dagger. Not an ordinary dagger. A dagger that has nice rivulets running down the blade that you can store up to four different poisons in. And it has a little switch on the handle that lets you choose between each poison discreetly before you stab someone. Does it come with the poisons? Yes, it does. I like you. Okay. Yes, it does. Um, you, uh, your choice of up to four poisons. It's 175. What poisons you got? The first poison we have, well, we have a series of six poisons that you can choose from. Then you need a six poison dagger. Well. You are not selling to your full potential. The poisons came before the dagger. Okay. Okay. So he rummages around and he sets uh, six bottles out and he says, okay, first one, slow poison. Second one, fast poison. Third one, fire poison. You stab them and they, they burn fire? from the inside out. Oh. Yeah, fun one. Fourth poison, acid poison. Same thing, only acid. Shoot acid from face. Don't really need acid poison. Interesting. Yeah. He uh, pulls out a little notebook and writes a couple of things on his head. Okay. Fifth poison is water poison. You see theme here? Water poison, you stab your victim. Three weeks later, they piss themselves to death. It's slow poison, but it's fun one. Uh, and he says, the last one, this one, you have to be very careful. Very, very careful with. Causes extreme hallucinations. We gonna get that one. It causes your victim to kill everyone that they possibly can before they get taken out. You understand? Yeah. Careful with this one. I once spilled this on my brother, and now I have no brother. So he pulls this dagger out. The You can see down the blade of it that there are these four wells that run down it and look like they run into the handle. And the handle has a long sliding switch on it. Everything is ornate silver uh, that is tarnished to a... So it doesn't shine, basically. He wants 175 gold from it for you. That was only one on the moor. What is the moor? Oh, yes, we have a fine collection of caltrops. Do you know caltrops? They are small little metal things to throw behind you to evade pursuers. They're like jumping jacks with points. Yes, we have some that when you throw them on the ground behind you and a pursuer steps on them, they burrow and continue to burrow until ah. removed. He pulls out a bag and dumps them out on the table next to you, and you can see what look like little jacks, but are moving almost with a life of their own, even though they're just obviously made of metal. No, no, I don't want that. And the last thing is like, okay, I've got one last thing that I think you might like. And he pulls out a set of goggles and he says, this, this I think you like. You put these on, you can see in the 
dark. Misa take the knife and the vision goggles. Okay, so the goggles will basically give you dark vision. How much for the goggles? He says, mm, I just got the goggles today and I, I can't see in the dark, so I kind of want them, but I will charge you 200 gold. I pay you that. All right. He accepts it. He loves it. Uh, and yeah, he wants 175 for the dagger. So I'm out 375 total. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with that. All right. Boris. Mr. Ashley. Yep. What would you like to look for while you're in the uh, marketplace? Well, Boris needs to go and get... Well, you know, he's trying to study and become a wizard, so it'd be generally good to go and look for any spells that might be around. Okay, yeah. As you start making your way into the uh, marketplace, you can see a couple signs that have markings denoting where the wizard area basically is. As you make your way into it, there are at least 60 different stands that sit in a circle around an- another circle that faces outward. As you come into here, there's only one entrance and exit. It just leads you back around. On the inside circle are people selling spell books, scrolls, all sorts of different spell casting focuses, things like that. Uh, and then on the outside it are people selling reagents and different material components that you need to cast spells. Okay. Um, well, I guess I go to the inner circle then and look for okay. So um, something as you're moving interesting, around, but obtainable since I am only still okay. A so wizard. Nothing. None of the stalls here really stand out from each other. There's there's very much a air of everybody is kind of equal there, and they just kind of offer each one is differently themed so you've got like uh, a guy that sells mostly fire themed magic a guy that sells like ice stuff so as you're moving around you come to a stall that is for apprentice wizards has everything you could possibly want to start your magic career a lot of the stuff you already have but there are things that you don't quite have yet some different archaic uh tools and maybe a couple of new you know, arcane focuses that'll give you a little bit of a boost to your your magic power. But as you're browsing through this stuff, you're you're kind of not really paying attention to your surroundings. And make a dexterity save. Eighteen. Eighteen. So as you're looking at some of this stuff, another person bumps into you. You're able to actually keep from falling over. You catch yourself, but the guy who bumps into you uh, falls right on his ass. I mean, he, he says, "Oh, I, I'm sorry about that, my good sir." Um. I, I, I am Patterson. Uh, I, I'm, are am I, is it okay to assume that you're also a, uh, apprentice mage? Um, I am an apprentice, yes. I can see, you know, that you're at this stand, this fine, you know, man stand, and he points to the guy behind the counter, and he says, well, I'm also an apprentice mage, and I am just setting out on my quest to learn more about the wizarding world. You can see that Patterson is a very tall elven man as he stands up off the ground. He kind of looks you up and down for a second. He says, oh, wait, you're a dwarf. I don't see too many dwarven mages. All, all, the, dwar- all the mages I've seen are elves. How, who taught you? Well, no one in particular has, has taught, to, taught me, to be honest with you. Um, it's more of my own initiative. Some say that's somewhat limited, but I'm trying to prove them wrong. And I'm, I'm just trying to better myself and find my place within my clan. And I, I, I do know that. I just thought I, I'll go go give it a try. You know, 
That's amazing. I'm, I, I think we could be friends, good sir. Have you heard the rumors in, in the magic community lately? Um, what specific rumors are you talking about? I need you to reveal them because he, uh, I, I probably know them, but... He leans down, which actually he, he has to kind of crouch a little bit because he's almost twice your height. He gets really close to you and he says, I've heard there's forbidden magics being practiced in the city. Have you, have you heard anything of these rumors? And he kind of looks around to see if anybody heard what he said. Um, I would you specifically... I mean, I guess I kind of would have guessed some things would be being done that weren't totally above board, but... Uh, he leans down again and he says, I've, I've heard they're trying to summon the old gods. They're trying to bring them back into the world. I'm scared. I don't want you to get mixed up into it. I've just met you. You seem like a nice guy. Don't do it. Um, what exactly do you think? Why, why exactly are you singling me out saying that? I would get involved. Oh, just, oh no, you just seem like, uh, um, you know, a, a because fellow... Because if anyone's saying I wanted to get involved, trust no, me. No, 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 really I'm just didn't. trying to warn other apprentice mages to the, the... Is this something that I'm wearing? No, no, you've misunderstood me. I, th I think we've got on the wrong foot here. Um, I'm just trying to help you, sir. I just want you to beware of the people that are doing the bad things in this city and don't fall in with them. I saw you come in with a, a lizard man and... I just want you to know that there's just some people that can't be redeemed. Um, okay. Yeah, are, there, are there any specific names of these people that I need to keep a, an eye out for? Or any particular markings other than um, general suspicion? All, I, all I've really heard is that there, there are people affiliated with some of the local religions. And that's all I really know. And he says, well, maybe well, I'll run really into you again, up, sir. So, um, thank you for... Yes, yes, maybe I'll run into you again, sir. And he uh, says, and he says, don't forget, I'm Patterson. And he runs off. Patterson. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write that one down. All right. You find yourself still standing in front of this, this stall, and the, the guy behind the uh, counter looks at you, and he is a uh, human mage. He says, I've heard some of the same things. You watch your back, young one. Is there any particular part of the market that just focuses on selling stuff? Yes, I have lots of things to sell. What What do you need today? Well, I was just wondering uh, what you might have in terms of stuff that's suitable for a trainee dwarf wizard, at a, kind of around a level one or two. Let me see. Not the advanced level one or two, just... Uh, Let me basic. see your uh, spellcasting focus there, son. Um, I keep this on the bottom of my war hammer. Oh, this is a sapphire. This is my, like, a focus. Well, I actually think I can help you with, uh, with that. I've got this scroll here that will enchant that spell focus to give you more power in your spells, which will basically give you a, uh, plus one spell focus at that point. He all says, right, that all right. you'll only have to part with, uh, about a hundred gold. Um, all right, then. All right. And, uh, he pulls out this box and sets it on the counter opens it up and you can see that there's at least a couple hundred of these little spell tubes and pulls it out cracks it open pulls the uh opens the scroll up recites the few words that are on it and you see the uh the gem on the end of your warhammer gleam a little bit brightly and he says there you go last cry how long will that last forever last i feel like that's all right then perfect 
All right, so lazy. Chirping her hanging out. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just following along with her because I don't have really anything specific in mind that I want to buy. Just okay. checking out the uh, tinker shops that the gnomes run. Uh, want to get in on this electricity? There's actually the gnomes have set up shop in a small corner of the marketplace and kind of carved out their own little little place there and you can see walking in that most of what they sell is trinkets little toys basically wind-up toys things that run off of little batteries but they also have a lot of practical things like fireless lanterns i want a lamp to decorate my home so i go up to them and i'm like how does this flameless lamp work the gnome that you walk up to is short in stature even for a gnome, and has bright red hair. He's, he kind of sees you coming, carrying this lantern, and he says, I, I can't tell you how it works, okay? Uh, it, it just works. There's um, a process that we use to heat a coil, and it makes light, all right? I, I um... If I told you our secrets, you could sell them as your own. And I'm just not going to do that. But I will tell you that this lantern that you hold only costs five gold. <laughs> I obviously take it. Okay. And I uh, I just talked to him about my love for lightning and electricity and okay. want to know everything about it. So he, uh, he stands there and he listens to you and seems very patient. And he's like, yes, yes, okay, yes, yes. Are you going to buy anything else? <laughs> you can see on a table that he has setting next to him there are a series of these pieces of glass that fit into a box and he says this is what we call a far sea and it is basically a telescope but he shows you that different ways that you put the glass in there you can see different distances and you can actually also make it a microscope basically and see small things um and he says this can be very useful I'm interested in it. Um, He says, now, this was handcrafted by some of our best gnomes, and I couldn't part with it for less than 400 gold. Well, I don't want to pay that much. Okay. Uh, Try to persuade him, intimidate him. Yeah, I think I'm going to try to intimidate him. Okay. No, well, I don't want to intimidate him. I want to be his friend, because I want (laughs) to know everything there is to know about lightning. So I think... I mean, it would be really intimidating if I, like, blasted lightning spark out. Yeah. It's a damage, and I don't want to break anything. Well, I mean, you don't have to. You can just, like, do it okay, and make yeah. a spark of lightning. <laughs> I uh, I show him that I can make electricity and lightning, okay. and I want to be involved in some of their productions and uh, whatever they're making. Okay. Uh, what do you say? Uh, and make a persuasion. Say, check this out. <laughs> hey, check this out. Oh, fuck. I... <laughs> it's a six. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh... He does not look impressed at all, and he says, I can do that, too. And he pulls out from behind the table a little, like, almost looks like a magic wand, but has these metal coils wrapped around it and he clicks a button at the end and it shoots off a little spark off the top <laughs> he says 400 gold all right as just, you're uh, I, like hang my head at that attempt of lightning as you're standing there talking to this guy you hear a voice behind you say 
it it can't be. And you feel uh, a tap on your shoulder. Um, and as you look around, you're looking at a shorter woman who has very similar features to you. She's appears to be made of energy as well. I can see what she really is because of what I am. Yep, exactly. Okay. You, you, and she can see what you really are as well. What color are you? I'm blue. That's what I thought. Okay. She has a greenish tint to her, but she's also kind of bluish. And when you turn around and you see her, you can see she is beautiful. Of course like, she is. She's just an elemental. Gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you see her for what she really is. And I'm standing in the corner going, wow. <laughs> she kind of reaches out a hand and, and touches you a couple of times and says, you're, you're real, aren't you? Yes, as real as you look. Come on. This is amazing. I've never met someone else like me. Me either. Where are you from? When? I need to know everything about you. I ask her her name. My name is Alex. Alex, nice to meet you. I'm Lazy. Nice to meet you, Lazy. Yeah. Um, no, I don't really feel comfortable telling you all of this. I just met you, Alex. I, I understand. Yeah. And I'd feel the same way. Do you... And she kind of looks around at your surroundings where you're standing and says, Do, would you, would you like to get something to eat sometime? I would like that. Amazing. Where can I find you? You can find me at the Beholder's Eye. The Beholder's Eye? I, I'm a, what is? Oh, it's uh in an establishment. There's a nice little bar. Okay. I will look for it. I will come find you in one week's time. Okay. Okay. And she just runs off. She is like jumping and kind of hollering and she seems extremely happy as she runs off. Okay. So we're going to move on to Chirp. Chirp. So Chirp, you've been uh, following Lazy around all day. And after you see this, you know, interaction happen between Lazy and Alex, you kind of start to zone out a little bit because she keeps trying to talk to this gnome about... Yeah, I was playing with toys. Yeah, and you start to drift off from her, and as you're walking kind of outside, you hear a voice calling out to you. You yellow one, come close. You you start to look around. Uh, make a perception check for me. Six. Uh, no, you, eight. I lied. Eight. Eight, okay. So uh, you can't quite make out where the voice is coming from and you hear him again say please come sit as you're looking around the crowd kind of splits for a moment and you see an old old impossibly old elven man sitting between two market stalls on a uh, very ornate rug okay uh are, are you are you sure yes please please come sit with me i've been waiting a long time for you for me uh, yes He's he's very simply dressed. He looks almost like a beggar. And he, again, appears to be just impossibly old. Like most elves you would know live to be about 400 years old. And that's because that's about the oldest elves people know of. Because about 400 years ago, the world was just in chaos. And this guy looks like he's easily a thousand years old plus. He has long healed scar tissue that covers both of his eyes. Like his eyes are just gone. But despite this, he follows your every move as you walk up to him. Mm -hmm. Do you you sit down? Yeah, nervously. 
Uh, he says, yes, I must, I must pass something very important to you. As you sit down, he places his open hands in his lap and the palms are facing upward. And he says, I, I have been waiting for you a very long time. So long that I, I struggle with my belief from time to time. But now that you are here, I can finally rest. And with that, he, he breathes a very heavy sigh and goes completely limp. He's like this for a few minutes, like long enough that you start to worry. Uh, are you okay? Uh, he's I not, tap him. He's not <laughs> responsive. He doesn't move. He doesn't even seem to be breathing. And suddenly his head just snaps completely backwards. I, head, I get scared. As his head uh, comes back forward and he starts to lock in on you, you can see that there's a single spectral eye floating in front of his forehead. He... Uh, his mouth doesn't move, but you can clearly hear his voice in your head. And it's a bit louder and stronger than it was before. And I rolled a 12. Do I notice this going on? No, you're still in the tent talking to that gnome. Okay. I didn't notice that Carrie had left. And nope. Was... Okay. And inside your head, you can hear him say, A great trial stands before you. Three absolutes. Betrayal. Death. Birth. Five must act, lest man's hubris prevail. And he goes completely limp again. Uh, 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 oh. Uh, the spectral eye just blinks out, and he starts to breathe again. But this time it's it's labored and weak, and he slowly starts to clasp his hands oh, together. Sir, are you okay? Sir. And he, he just, he's kind of ignoring you. He starts pressing his hands firmly tighter and tighter. He's opens them quickly and you can see a uh, small golden feather hanging from a silver chain and he holds it out to you expectantly coughs and says this is this is yours i've held it for you for a very long time and it will aid you in your fate and with that he uh he doesn't let you get a word in he just slowly leans over and takes one final breath and he dies Oh, no. I take it and I clasp it really tight because it's shiny and I love it already. As soon as you take it within your hands, you feel lighter. <gasps> what is this? It's going to take you a little bit to figure that out. Okay. Um, you're going to have to spend on. some time with it. But yeah, as, as soon as you put it on, you feel like better. <coughs> Just hmm. a little bit happier, a little bit in a better mood. The proprietors of these two stands on either side are kind of have watched this whole thing happen and are, are both just kind of like their mouths hanging open. They didn't uh, hear the things I look over and I you... say, uh, can you go get some help for this guy? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, the, the one that's on your right, a, uh, dwarven man is just like, yes. And he runs off shouting for guards. They, they didn't hear what you heard in your head, but they saw the whole spectral eye and everything. And the one on your left is a, uh, another dwarven man. And he says, this is, this is a very interesting omen. What what just happened? Uh, well, this man gave me a necklace and then he died. I oh, saw that. Oh, that's not my voice. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> you want to try again? No. No? <laughs> he just kind of looks at you and says, well, whatever it was, you might want to get out of here before the guards come. It's I do. It doesn't I... look great, but I think they'll think you killed him. Oh, my. But you saw me. I didn't kill him. The guards don't listen to anyone. There's a dead body. They need to blame it on someone. You, 
You better go. Okay, yeah, I run back to Lazy. And I tell her, I tell her everything that happened. I ask the shopkeeper if there's a back door. As you guys are sitting there talking and you ask ask him that. I ask adamantly and I'm just like, Uh, tell me how to get out of here now. You can hear a commotion outside and the, the guy's just like, okay, what? You weren't here. And he opens up that back half flap of the stall and he's just, go, go, go. And you guys get out the back. You get about, I'd say about 50 feet or so away. You hear a voice from behind you yell, there they are. Oh, no, run. Um, we... Shit. Start running? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to need both of you to make deck saves. 18. 15. 15. Yeah, you're good. You react, like, quickly to this. You're able to get a, a good ways away and get out of the marketplace. With Chirp's help and knowledge of the city, you I easily... I can move twice as fast. Exactly. Yeah, you easily get, you know, a good 15, 20 blocks away you don't hear anybody else coming. You've separated yourselves from the group, though. But at that point, I mean, you guys are all pretty much done. Was there anything else anybody wanted to get while you were in the marketplace? We go into a oh, bar, though, and get out you of the way. You guys go get out And of I way. cast a, a new disguise. I You're asked good. Chirp if I can do something to her to make her look a little different. Of course. I mean, she is a bird person, but yeah. <laughs> she look like another bird person in town. Well, I mean, There's like you guys weren't really them. pursued. You got away. I'd say you're fine. Okay. So. And then I ask her what the heck just happened. What do you tell her? Yeah, I just tell her everything that that dude said. I don't have secrets from Lazy. You tell her the whole prophecy mm-hmm, that he gave prophecy you? The whole prophecy, and, uh, you know, I think that he's talking about the five of us. Or you five and me. everyone it's your dm andrew so someday we're hoping to have sponsors and maybe read some fan messages here in this middle spot but for now we're going to use it as a place for ads for made up products to give thanks and maybe promote other small projects we're interested in i'm also planning to get some guest stars in to play with the group uh people we play DD with and other groups any local people we can find and possibly well uh, you the listener uh, i've got a few ideas on how that would work but we'll see if there's any interest in it first uh, and then we'll put up a post about it in our facebook group speaking of which uh, we have a facebook page we haven't started the group yet but it's coming just search for the beholder's eye and you can find us on facebook we also have a twitter at beholder underscore s and you can always send us an email at the beholder's eye llc at gmail.com that's the beholders eye llc all one word no apostrophe at gmail.com before we finish up here i'd like to thank everyone listening for giving us a chance we really appreciate you guys and we're doing it as much for ourselves as we are for you Uh, i'd also like to thank carrie adam ashley michelle and wes for being the best players a dm could possibly hope for all right enough of me back to the game
start of your work week. You guys have all assembled at the Beholder's Eye. You're kind of just sitting around waiting for something to do. Can we get some new beer here? Well, I don't know why I'm doing an English accent there. <laughs> I, need, I need a character voice, but I'm not, I don't think that was the right one. No. no. Yeah, that wasn't it. What do you, well, what do you guys do? Hanging out with Boris too much. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, there's, I mean, you guys are just kind of chilling around. What, what would you guys be doing on a normal day, work day, waiting for an assignment? Drinking beer. Practicing my fighting style. Nothing says I'm ready for work than a good buzz during the day. Boris will be reading. He's trying, he's trying, yeah. Oh, I'm teaching him how to read. <laughs> Swifty. I retreat to my corner. <laughs> big dumb dwarf. I'm going through my bag of shiny objects. You're going through your shiny objects? All right. Uh, so as everybody's kind of just sitting around doing their own thing, a door opens up. Pendolin comes walking into the room, followed by a uh, very tall, very thin elven woman. She is strikingly beautiful, but she seems very distraught. Uh, like she's been crying. I asked her what's wrong. Well, I, uh, as you do that, Pendolin says, This is Evelyn Timberbrook. Her daughter, Merrin, is missing. And we are going to find her. I'm going to leave her with you so that you may conduct the intro interview. And she turns around and walks away. Evelyn takes a seat at the table in the center of the room. I'm going to guess you all come and sit down with her. Yeah, I no. am consoling her. You sit down next to her and start to console her. Uh, I, I take it you're just staying like I, in your I corner. I open my eyes and look at them and glare and then just slowly shut them again. Okay. <laughs> I start writing a sad love song. All right. Evelyn um, starts and says, my, my, I'm sorry. My daughter, Marin, um, has been missing for about four days now. She is a quiet sweet girl so you didn't hear her leave no she went to school about four days ago and did not come home how old is she uh she's 14 very young for an elf evelyn uh looks around to all of you and she she says i i really don't know what to do with myself without marin she she's my whole life and she she starts to sob a little bit she says she she doesn't have any friends that i know of i I went to anyone that might know her, and no one knows where what she's at. What school does she go to? She's at Salandrian Post. Um, I've talked to her her uh, teachers already. You you can go and talk to them if you like, but they said that she left school on the day that she went missing, and they did not see her after that. She does like to frequent the uh, the library, the public library in town near her school. So much so that she tends to lose track of time sometimes. It is one of the first places I looked, but the the librarian there doesn't doesn't exactly like me. Why? We had a falling out many years back. It it was many many years back. How about you turn in your books? Pay your overdue fees. It was a it was nothing to do with the library. It was a social faux pas committed by myself. She uh, starts rummaging through her pockets and she pulls out a small portrait. She says, this is, this is Marin. She, I can, you can tell by this that she's a very sweet girl. I, I just need her brought back, please. And uh, she hands you the portrait. Looking at the portrait, you can see that she, Marin looks like a very just smaller version of her mother. 
So all she's really give you giving you guys to go off of is that you know she went to school and nobody really saw her after that. Um, the librarian wouldn't talk to the mother. Um, but I think we should go talk to the librarian again. Let's go talk to the librarian. All right. Uh, so you guys head over to the library. Uh, in a big group, like a mob. Can we all go in? Oh, yeah. Let's mob. Yeah, might as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Swifty is following at least like 10 to 15 feet behind you guys, <laughs> pretending he doesn't know you. Discreetly. As you guys come across the uh, the library, when it first comes into sight, it is one of the older buildings in the city. Old dwarven architecture, lots of columns, lots of base reliefs of different dwarven figures. And there you can tell that the sign that says library was added after the fact um, and that this was probably used for something else before it was ever a library. Yeah, because dwarves can't read. So I'm assuming there's a distance between our shop and the library. On the way, there will be various criminals, beggars, thieves on the streets. Yes. So I can use my criminal contact to try to figure out if there is any plots or if any of the darker element of this city has heard anything of this girl. Okay. Yeah, I like it. 16, and that's without... As you guys are making your way through the city, uh, Swifty is kind of following behind, and he's he's talking to different various roguish types throughout the city. And Swifty, you hear that nobody really has seen much of this girl. Some some of the people on the street recognize her just from her coming and goings, but you but do no kidnapping plots or anything of that. No, nature. but you you do hear rumblings of uh, dark rituals being performed in the catacombs. Of the library? No, of, of the, the city. city. So the catacombs in the city are like miles deep. I think this is something separate. Yeah. They, uh, yeah. The Diablo yeah. one. Exactly. We have a map of the catacombs too. That's just a small portion. But anyways, uh, you guys get to the library. Um, and walking into the library, you can see that it is split into three levels that kind of are, you know. Tears? Not tiers, but um, like stadium seating, <laughs> where when you first walk in, you can see the second and third level from the entrance, um, and they have been built like this. This entire building was one big, like large, costume. open space, kind of. It, it, it's hard to tell. Nobody really knows. It was kind of lost to antiquity what this was originally used for, but it was just a big, giant, open square building, and they built two separate levels in tiers um, that are slightly smaller than the level preceding them. Um, but you can see that each level is just laden with bookshelf upon bookshelf of dusty tomes and uh, books of every size and shape. I'm going to go get a book of poetry. Okay. Uh, well, you how kinda... about you read my poetry? Because it's bad. Oh. <laughs> As you walk in, uh, the whole group kind of, there's a main desk right in the center of the room. Um, you kind of split off from the group and start looking through the poetry section. Um, the rest of the group walks up to this main desk, and sitting behind the desk is a very tall human, uh, which is a rare sight in the city. Yeah, don't trust um, him. My dad he, was a human, and he left me. He, he's very, again, he's very tall. He's got a horseshoe-shaped scar on his cheek. Um, and dad? <laughs> as you walk up, he gives you a... 
and you say that, he gives you a look of bewilderment, and he says, No, I'm the head librarian here. Oh, okay. Can I help help you with Not anything? as much as I'd like you to. Are you all together? Are you looking for something? Can I help you with something? Can I help you with something? Um, did you I know a, uh, a Marin? Marin. Yeah, Marin, we're a looking for elf that frequented the library. I think so. There's there's a lot of people who come through my library. Well, uh, she seems to have gone missing, and this seems to be the last place she would have gone. You, have you seen her? When's the last time uh, you saw her? Do you happen to have something that might jog my memory? Yeah, and I, I show him, him the gold. portrait. What day did she go missing <laughs> on? Uh, it was four days ago, so it was a Thursday. I show him. I show him a picture of her. You show him the picture, and uh, Barry, you said you show him some gold. I flip him a gold. Yeah. He takes both of them. He quickly pockets the gold. Well, I um, don't hand him the picture. Well, he takes. Show him. The he picture. takes a look at the picture and he says, "Oh yes, Marin. Yes, I know Marin. She comes in here every day, just about." Was she here on Thursday? Yes, she was. In fact, Thursday. Thursday, Thursday. after school. Yes, something else happened on Thursday. Ah, uh, it's a bit hazy, though. Flip him another gold. <laughs> and he immediately pockets it and says, Yes, Thursday, Thursday. I had to kick out some, um, some young men that were trying to, uh, convert people to their religion. Men? Yes. Humans? There, um, well, there was a half-orc and there was a human, yes. Do you remember what the religion was? Uh, yes, they came from one of the local churches um something about an eye or maybe, maybe a frown. foot i can't clearly remember boris 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 looks over and i look at chirp <laughs> i flip him another an gold <laughs> i look at chirp and i'm i i'm just behold us I. I tell her in Auron. i like the eye remember because you saw an eye when that guy Kind of died in front of you. Oh, yeah, you but didn't he tell had us a third this. eye. Uh, all men do. Do you think that's uh, relevant? Maybe, not necessarily. But yeah, no. He uh, he took that other gold that Barry flipped him. Um, he said, "Oh yes, the the Church of the Open Eye is what it was. Yes, I remember now. They were actually talking to Marin. Damn, um, they were talking to Marin and." I believe they were trying to convert her, but when I talked to her, she said they they weren't bugging her. So I I, I just kind of dropped it. But they were the last people I saw talking to her before she left the library. And after she left the library, I did not see her again. Did Did she leave alone? Yes. Where's the church located, do you know? Did you see what direction she went in? I did not. She just left out the door. Um, and I do not know where this church is. I do not concern myself in such idiotic matter. Did you get the names of these two pupils? No, I swiftly kicked them out on their bottoms. And I don't need what their age names. Are they? The young human man seemed to be around probably 20 years old. Um, and the half-orc, it's so hard to tell with them. Yeah, they're just ugly. It's okay. I, I don't know. 
now that's all I know. And I, I'm a very busy man. And he turns to a stack of books and starts opening oh. them and stamping them. Once, one more, one more question. Uh, I'm sorry, I have to get back to my. What books. did what did uh, her mother do to anger you? Who? Her mother. Evelyn. Who? Evelyn, my dear. Who? Who? <laughs> oh no. I don't know any Evelyn. I don't know any Evelyn. You people. You people. What? What? You need to you leave. You need to leave it this instant. I will call. For I the will go- call. He starts to cry a little bit. He's. I will call for the gods. You suck. I don't think you said that. I don't think you can go down in the same book as Evelyn. Get out of my library. I will. I went up to the section. Uh, I was looking through uh, the city's listing of churches or. uh, So there is a list of different organizations and places in the city. uh, And you can see kind of towards the bottom looks like a fairly new addition to the list of various religions in the city uh, the church of the open eye you can see that they are located on the outskirts of the religious district it's where all the shrines and things like that i know where it is yep chirp knows where everything is what's the (laughs) i look up the basis of their religion not They're like a synopsis. <laughs> not much is known. Like- really what's known in in their their church charter, I guess you would call it, their mission statement says that basically they uh, believe in the open eye that sees all of creation and knows all of man's sins and forgives them for it. Was it like oh, a, it one of the old one deities? deities of an old no, one? No, it, it seems to be more of a new creation. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not really any texts on an open eye god um there's uh nyarlathep the god of many eyes but other than that you're not really able to find any you know anything on a church of the open eye other than this new listing i'm Uh, going yeah i'm i got the information i I needed and i round everybody up and i just start walking okay and i'm following (laughs) church So you guys start to make your way through town. On your way through town, you bump into a elf and a half-orc. That fit the description of the people at the library? No. These two are actually very familiar to Barry. This is the elf and the half-orc that kicked him out of Rando's (laughs) club. Uh Uh-oh. Hi, guys. How's it going? <laughs> the the half orc looks directly after you and is you. Yeah, yeah, me. And the can we uh, play cards yet? The elfin man says no, 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 Dwight, no. Just wait, just wait. Hello, Barry. Hi, uh, uh, guards, guys. We remember you. I vaguely remember you too. You didn't want to play cards with me. He starts to uh, shove his finger into your chest and says, "You." That is extremely unnecessary, cost sir. Cost us our jobs. Oh, what? Why? What did you take? 
What do you mean, what did I take? You saw me. I took nothing. You took something. I took nothing. It I was took... valuable enough that Rando fired us. Well, you know, Rando lost a bunch of money on cars, but that's all I took was his money, and it was fair and square. He's lost a lot of money before, but he's never fired us. Well, And then you know. came in and fucked around, and we lost our jobs. You should have played that game of cards with me. Oh, ah, I didn't play... I was there to watch things, and the half-orc is like, Can I kill him now? Can I kill him now? And the elf is like, No, chill. Just wait. What's up? So I'm assuming I'm still a bit behind the group. Yes. Like you, I would say by this time you, you've kind of caught up and have seen this scene unfolding. So uh, I'm still cloaked up and shit. None of the guards recognize me because they never saw me. Oh, yeah. No, uh, no these guards only recognize Barry. So I'm going to pull out my four poison dagger with my hallucinogen poison on it and, like, ever so stealthily walk behind that half orc and just nick him like a scratch. Okay, you're going to need to make a stealth check first. Nine. Nine. Plus your double plus proficiency, so it's like plus, plus. eight. Yeah. Yeah. So 17. Uh, so 17. You're able... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, nobody sees this happening. If I can get away with this and nobody sees me happening, I just want to nick him and then dip out into the crowd. I'm going to have you make a uh, sleight of hand check, which I know you also have plus eight, too. Four, so 12. 12. So as you try to nick him, you push a little bit harder than you mean to, and he kind of cries out and starts to look around but you're able to dip back into the crowd fast enough that he doesn't see anything but this orc now knows that he's been cut and he's he's looking around and is distracted and he he taps the elf on the shoulder and he this says this is the poison that makes him hallucinate and start killing everybody oh yeah no it takes a minute have fun dealing with this yeah uh so <laughs> this is actually Wild no no here right we go here. i got it that's still like it's how we're going to end this cuz we're we're rolling up on the end here you nick this half orc and he notices and he's he taps the elf on the shoulder and he says um somebody just stabbed me and the elf says what and as the elf is turning around y'all make your fucking out way out of there barry sees this situation going down south you know very quickly and motions for the rest of you to move your asses uh, because get out of here guys. barry was the only one out of you that noticed swifty doing this shit because he's right up in these guys's face and kind of you know glanced down and saw this as the rest of you kind of push your way into the crowd and get away from these two guys the half orc starts screaming just screaming bloody murder and the elf is just trying to calm him down and as the elf puts his hands up to protest, you know, this scream, the half-orc grabs the elf by the hands and rips both of his arms out of the socket. Everybody in the street that you're walking by starts screaming as this orc takes these two ripped-off arms and starts beating everybody within reach. And that is the scene that the five of you flee uh, as you're headed to the Church of the Open Eye.
That's a wrap, people.